Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of College Football with the Betting Predators. This is week 12, and for 12 straight weeks, I, the host, Justin Rodriguez, am humbled and very joyed, and we need to bring some joy into my partner's life. He is the professional. This is Dave Essler. Uncle Dave, we have multiple sports going on now football and college basketball how are you doing it all you staying up late getting up early um no but it's not easy to continue to put as much time into each one of them as you want i mean this this typical every year in november and i have to actually be really careful not to try to try to do too much for too many people um including myself because i end up i do end up getting spread too thin if i'm not careful well, just make sure Miss Essler is taken care of and the rest will fall into place. But this is a degenerates time of the year, NFL, college football, college basketball, and the NBA. So uh, we are gearing up. Um, we had an okay week last week. Whenever we uh, win, uh, we'll do a little touting. Whenever we don't do so hot, um, we'll let you know about it as well. But at the end of the day, these are th- free picks um, for one of the best in the world. Uncle Dave, you ready to jump in? I'm ready. Go for it, my man. First game, my wife's lonely and drowning, unranked Texas Longhorns. They're four and six. They're going to travel to West Virginia, unranked as well. They're also four and six. Opening line, West Virginia minus two and a half, over under 58 and a half. Current line, West Virginia minus three, over under 56 and a half. Uncle Dave, I'll let you take this here, but I am done backing the Longhorns. Yeah, I don't know. I laughed when I started looking at this game because all I could think of was I can hear the Big 12 hierarchy laughing behind closed doors at at Texas going to the SEC. Uh, And and then I wonder how much that's motivated some of their opponents. Um, You know, certainly some. Um, You know, I've said it for weeks, Justin. Texas never recovered from that gag job they pulled against the Sooners. And um, Texas will not finish any better than six and six and could finish four and six. Uh, if they lose here because K-State next week at home isn't a layup either. So, you know, Bill O'Brien out and Sarkeesian back to Alabama is a bet I, I wouldn't have much trouble making anyway. Um, but, you know, anyhow, West Virginia needs this one and next week at Kansas for six wins and bowl eligibility. So, you know, even with Texas just sucking, I don't think West Virginia is favored by enough. You know, yeah, they've lost two straight, but to two solid teams, one of them was on the road. You know, we had a big bet on them when they beat Iowa State here at home, uh, and I might again here. The issue I have is West Virginia's offense just isn't good. They average just 3.3 yards per carry. I know the Longhorn defense is borderline non-existent, but I also know the West Virginia pass defense is non-existent. So that total has come down quite a bit, which is contrary to what I expected, um, and yet in line with what the numbers say. So you know, at the current number, I can't take the under. It's lost too much value. I actually lean to the over. Uh, surprisingly, uh, there are more money and Texas on, ugh, more money and tickets on Texas, but I will take West Virginia. It's also their last home game, which for me is also typically a big factor, especially as I said, just needing two wins to play in a bowl game. So I am uh, I am going to think that the Texas slide continues and like West Virginia. 
Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. It's just two programs. I don't want to say going in a completely different direction, but West Virginia knows who they are, and they have had some big wins at home. Like you said, we've bet on a couple of those. Texas um, has to be losing morale week after week. It's one thing to lose to Iowa State. It's one thing to lose to Baylor. Oklahoma State, no you. But to lose at home to Kansas, that just seems like a knockout punch for the season, Um, and nobody's scared of them. Uh, defense has given up 435 yards per game, 232 in the air, and they are giving up a whopping 202 yards on the ground. If Sarkeesian is going to rebuild this program, I suggest he starts with that D-line because uh, they are atrocious. Anybody could score on them in the Big 12, and it's not going to be any easier uh, when they move up with the big boys to the SEC. So there is a lot of work to be done, but we should remind the listeners, Uncle Dave, he did coach at Alabama so there is that yeah I know but only for what one year I mean where has he really been successful well uh the bar I guess yeah I mean he was successful at Alabama but I think you or I probably could have coached that offense I wish I get the opportunity because I'd make a lot of money but we are going to move on Uncle Dave we have number three Oregon they're nine and one. They're traveling to Utah, seven and three, number 23 in the nation. Opening line, Utah minus three, over under 65 and a half. Closing line here, Utah minus three, over under 59. Uncle Dave, I got major thoughts on this, and this is actually going to be my best bet of the week. This has nothing to do with the teams involved for the most part, but it's mostly situation. Utah, 630 game, number three team in the nation coming into your town. They're in the playoffs. Utah's highly motivated. They've been up and down a little bit this year. But at the end of the day, Utah is a tough place to play. And I really don't believe in Oregon as much as the college football committee does. We saw them struggle against Cal and Fresno State. They did have the nice win at Ohio State, which is nothing to, uh, uh, you know, just put behind us. But Ohio State was trying to figure some things out. Um, This line tells me that Utah's the sharp side. Um, The situation tells me that Utah's the sharp side. They've had some success in the past here at home in big games like this. And uh, I'm just not going to take the bait with that short line with the Ducks. Uh, I think Utah's going to win, and I think they're going to win by a good margin. What about you? Yeah, I I mean, it's Utah or nothing for me. And, you know, this is a much bigger game than people sort of east of Colorado probably know. You know, the Ducks, they have the Pac-12 North under control. Although a loss here and a loss to Oregon State at home next week shakes things up, uh, but I don't see that. You know, the point is they care a lot. You know, as you said, they're third in the rankings and and yet an underdog. So, you know, maybe for good reason. You know, Utah needs a win here or next week at home to Colorado to win the Pac-12 South. And what that probably means is these two might meet again in the Pac-12 championship game. You know, the Utes haven't lost at home. Um, Oregon's been winning, but not dominating. You know, then you then you go to the stats and statistically, these teams are actually very similar in many ways. And, you know, what what Utah does have is a prolific running game. But what Oregon does have is an elite run defense. You know, both teams are marginal at best when they're forced to throw and and both pass defenses are respectable. So finding a stat edge is really nearly impossible. So, yeah, I think it is a little situational for sure. And I don't see either team barring huge mistakes being able to run away and hide. Uh, So. Uh, I do think it's a last possession game, and, and Utah's probably favored for a reason. But I can't take a side yet. What I do like is the under. You know, obviously, I would have loved to have given it out at, at a higher number. Uh, but defensively, both teams are too good, and 
And I don't think either team has a prolific chunk play offense. So even at 59 and a half, I don't see 60 points. So I will look at the under. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, it's like I said, just going back to my analysis a little bit, Oregon's beat Washington state, Washington, Colorado, UCLA and Cal. Um, like we talked about, struggled a little bit with Cal, struggled a little bit with UCLA. But besides Ohio State, and like I said, if you watch that Ohio State game, they really were figuring things out offensively with their quarterback. I just don't see um, a lot of marquee competition that the Ducks have faced to this point. I don't think they should be in the college football playoffs, and I think Utah is going to prove that. So, uh, yeah, g- give me Utah at home. But uh, we're going to move on, Uncle Dave. We have uh, unranked Iowa State. They're 6-4. and four. And they are traveling to number 13, Oklahoma, 9-1, and one, coming off that loss. Opening line, Oklahoma minus 6.5, over under 61. Closing line, Oklahoma minus 3.5. And, and I say closing, I mean current. Over under 59. Um, Uncle Dave, this, this line has plummeted almost three points. Uh, uh, is, uh, is, is Oklahoma still just getting too much respect? Yeah, I think maybe. I mean, you know, you look, you got a Sooners team that went from being ranked eighth and and undefeated in the CFP rankings to to lower and now defeated. And, you know, I have to wonder if it's hard for them to get motivated anymore, to be honest. I mean, you know, they've been through a lot when you think about the fact that, you know, they had the Heisman favorite two months ago, who's now riding the pine. You know, what I would like uh, if I were to bet is Iowa State, uh, who's also playing with less expectations than they thought they would be preseason. Um, and, you know, they're similar to Baylor in composition. And, of course, Baylor just beat Oklahoma. You know, ISU has Purdy and Hall. So I think offensively they're a cut actually above the Bears. And I think what we're seeing with Oklahoma is something we talked about early, and that's the fact that they just don't have a great schedule. I mean, I don't see a huge win. And I think that's one of the reasons they were ranked eighth, although – you know, it is the Sooners' last home game, um, but, you know, it might be the Cyclones that have fallen even further from a from a top-10 team that runs the risk of a, a fifth loss here, and both their defense and offense are just way underachieved. So I guess I lean Oklahoma here as short favorites at home, and mainly because ISU has just cost me every time I've tried to back them. You know, I know the Sooners' defense sucks, but if Oklahoma can get out early, uh, the Cyclones have demonstrated an offense that's not capable of playing from behind. So, you know, I wanted to take the over, but it looks like sharp betters uh, might agree since the numbers ticked up in spite of the money and tickets being predominantly on the under. So I'm going to officially pass um, at this point. I mean, I think those numbers are pretty much spot on. I can't get to Oklahoma. I don't trust Iowa state. Um, I'm mindful of the market on that total, uh, but um, I I would also have to, you know, this is one of those cases where, you know, the market is kind of saying under and I wanted the over. Um, so I would take the over or nothing only because I don't like to flip. You know, I don't I don't like the market to totally influence my decision. That's just a that's just a bad mistake to make. So I would take the over or I would pass. Yeah, I can't trust Iowa State as well. I've been on and off them a couple times this year. Uh, But one thing we've always been able to trust in the past is a Lincoln-Riley offense, and more importantly, a Lincoln-Riley quarterback, Uh, somebody who could gain margin or, I guess, in terrible situations, cover a backdoor. Uh, Right now, uh, 
to be fair, their defense isn't what's letting them down. It's their offense. And when you don't have certainty at the quarterback position, which they don't, or they think they do week in and week out, um, all that stuff just gets tossed up in the air. Your offensive line don't know who's playing quarterback, although they play kind of similar. They're two different dudes. Maybe it's a split locker room. Maybe some of the players believe in one more than the other. Do you ever think about that when we're going through these quarterback switches so often, Uncle Dave? All the time. All the time. I mean, you know, we talk about it a lot in the NFL. We don't in college football, but I think it might be an even bigger factor in college football than it is in the NFL. You know, in the NFL, everything's always out there. Uh, in college, it's not. But I, I definitely think when you're dealing with, you know, basically 20-year-olds, give or take, that that is definitely a huge factor. Yeah, and those guys in the NFL are under contract. We're talking about guys now that can enter the transfer portal for basically no reason and be gone. Uh, we're also dealing with uh, people that are not professionals, um, obviously a little immature, um, and we don't know how they're going to handle adversity like that. So I worry about split locker rooms. I worry about uh, who people believe in, this, that, and the other. And then obviously, um, you know, it's taboo um, in the past to talk about money, but now kids are getting paid openly. So who knows where their mind's at? Um, it's becoming a me, me era, and uh, it really fogs up some of these uh, situations here. But nevertheless, we're going to move on. Uh, we have number 11, Baylor Bears. They're 8-2. and two. They are going to be traveling to quietly unranked Kansas State, who's 7-3. and three. This is a pick em. Uh at the beginning, Uncle Dave, over-under is 50. It's still a pick em. I have seen some minus ones out there to Kansas State. Um, over-under stays at 50. Uh, I think every square um, in the world will be on Baylor. I'm taking Kansas State. Yeah, I think that's where I'll end up going too. I mean, Baylor's obviously on a personal high and a, a better's high after beating Oklahoma. But, you know, quietly, as you said, so are the Wildcats. They've won four straight. I don't think they have a bad loss this season. You know, and, and with that in mind, they've only allowed 39 points combined in their last three games. Uh, and they only let Texas Tech score 24. And we know Baylor can struggle on offense. And I, I wonder if they're in a potential letdown situation after the big win last week. And especially when this is Kansas State's last home game, um, big deal for me there. But, you know, both these teams have excellent run defenses. So I think 50 might be too many points. Um, neither team puts the ball in the air until they have to. So I can make a good case for the first half under. And I, I struggled to understand why Baylor was slightly favored. I, I guess on paper, maybe, maybe slightly I can grasp it. Uh, and of course, everyone remembers Baylor beating Oklahoma, but you know, it's K-State's last home game and I can do nothing but take the Wildcats. And I, I think in large part, it's the fact that I just trust them more. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, the defense, uh, actually quietly, Baylor's only given up 19 points a game as Kansas State has only given up 21 points a game. Uh, that's not uh, typical numbers you see uh, in the conference that they play in. To be honest, I have I had to do a lot of research. I did not watch a lot of Kansas State games, and I don't think anybody else has. Um, the record is surprising for people who have not followed them. They did lose to Iowa State at home, um, which it is what it is. But like you said, beat Texas Tech, TCU. Uh, took care of Kansas as they should. And then at home last week, um, they did beat uh, West Virginia. This line is just too close. Like I said, I think every square average better in the world is going to see that number 11 and say, I'll pick them, huh? And they are going to ride with them. I will not do that. Um, this is actually my second best play, Kansas State um, at a pick them or minus one. Same thing here. Uncle Dave, we're going to move on. We're going to wrap this slate up. We have unranked Arizona State, my boy Herm Edwards. 
They're seven and three. They're traveling to unranked Oregon State, six and four. Opening line, Arizona State minus two over under 60. Current line, Arizona State minus three over under 59. Uncle Dave, the Beavers have been very good to be at home this year. I'm on Oregon State. Yeah, I mean, this was a tough one for me because there's been times off season where I've actually been high on both teams. Um, but the Beavers haven't lost at home this year, and that's a big deal. I mean, they just destroyed Stanford. They beat Utah here. So fading them in a home game might not be an option. You know, they, they do have Oregon next week, so there are circumstances where I'd consider this a flat spot. But, uh, you know, it's not like Oregon State is traditionally good and would have a flat spot, you know. And a win here ensures an above 500 season as well. You know, on the other hand, Arizona State, you know, they seem to have regrouped after what I would call an inexcusable loss to Washington State, uh, which was also off a bye. So uh, I'm not quite sure the Sun Devils being favored here isn't a sign of what was and not what is. You know, both teams would prefer to run, and both teams do stop the run very well. So it should come down to who can throw the ball or, and or make the least mistakes. You know, ASU does have the better pass defense, and it's not even close. So the numbers support them being favored, but situationally, obviously this game favors the Beavers. And all the early tickets and the money were on Arizona State, forced them from two and a half up to a fairly strong three. I haven't looked this morning. I think I'll wait. If I can get three and a half, I can be convinced to take Oregon State uh, only because once again, it's their last home game and they are undefeated at home. With their track record at home, and if you do get that hook at three and a half, are you going to sprinkle money line and uh, a regular line just to maybe double up there uh, with how good they've been? Yeah, that's an option. I mean, you know, I get asked that question quite a bit. And, you know, I think for me, that's about the cutoff point to where it would be viable to do that. I mean, let's not be greedy. You know, let's just take a win. Okay. Uh, honestly, I don't see either team getting a lot of margin, so that those points might matter. Um, you know, when you get up into the plus four, plus five, plus six range, you know, then the money line might have a little more value, and I would see splitting it. You know, at three, I wouldn't. Uh, at three and a half, I would. I mean, you know, it's a matter of, well, let's, you know, let's be cool and take the underdog on the money line. Well, for me personally, um, that's just kind of being greedy and you know, I would just totally snap if they 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 barely didn't cover and I, I gave away money. So, you know, I'm always of the of the why be greedy mindset, unless of course it's like I said, a, a higher number, like you know, plus one fifty or better. Well, it's at what plus one forty right now, but uh you could just play the insurance game and you could take Oregon State plus three and a half. You can get, take Oregon State money line for a couple units, and you can insure that with uh Arizona State teaser the other way. Yeah, well, that would be the case if <laughs> that would be the case if it were in the NFL. You're right. But I would I just don't tease college football games. They're just too volatile. I think I texted you a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was on like a Mac Tuesday or something like that. And I was telling you what I took. And I said, well, I teased this and this. And you said, don't tease college games or totals, dumbass. <laughs> um, yeah, well, especially in the Mac, dude. I mean, those totals are like 70. I mean, yeah. what, what, you know, and if there's going to be 70 points, there's a whole lot more margin for variance. You know, I think if those defense left the score, if you want to tease a college football game, you know, tease like Iowa and Michigan 
or Wisconsin with a total of like 39, you know, then, then I can maybe justify it. But in a game with like 70 points being scored and you're going to have punt returns, pick sixes, you know, 60 yard chunk plays, um, you know, do what you will, but it's not something I would do. Well, I think the Mac, I think the Mac defenses let their other team score. So that way they can get, so they could just get their offense back on the field, I guess. Well, you know, that worked out well for me last night. I had a huge play on the uh, Central Michigan under last night. And you want to talk about a gift. I had under 59 and a half. And I was pretty happy when that line closed 57. And uh, then I was pretty unhappy when it was 28 to 17 at halftime. But they only scored nine points in the second half. And we cashed that ticket. So you know, I, I look at that and I think, yeah, okay, well, we might have been a little fortunate. But then I also look at that. How pissed off would overbetters have been? And that has happened to me the opposite way just as many times. So we'll just take it and move on. Yeah, I was going to say, those go back and forth quite often. Um, I'm a sick person. Uh, sometimes, you know, those late West Coast games, I'll bet on something and then I'll wake up in the morning to see the result. And if I lose, I go back like on YouTube and watch how I lost because I want to know. Uh, it's never good enough just to look at the result, but uh, I think that's two different generations, Uncle Dave. Once you put in your bet, it's almost like you don't watch, you don't care. You just check the total at the end of the day. No, I follow all the games, but I can't watch them all. You know, I love your text the other night. It was like, what, you don't care? I said, well, no, I care, but why should I get excited? It's, you know, I think I texted you back, what's done is done. That's and, right. I'm already, I'm, I'm on to Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm looking at tomorrow. I'm looking at any late game market moves that might give me something to bet on. You sure. know, I don't, I don't dwell. Gotcha. No, well, I, I can't say I never did. I mean, that comes with experience, but you know, I don't dwell. And since I don't put like 50% of my bankroll in any one game, I don't get too pissed. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you do? 10% of your bankroll, Uncle Dave? Oh, like maybe three. Oh, okay. Everybody wants to know what that bankroll size is though. That's the big question. Size matters. Size matters. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing probably uh, 3% for you will probably be around, I don't know, four or five grand. So. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my preference would be to stay married. I understand. I understand. Uh, well, it's every degenerate's favorite part of the podcast, and we'll zip through it. It's pizza bet time. So if you have to throw money on a game to watch it, like I do, Uncle Dave's going to throw out some stuff that uh, he cares for. I'm going to start, though. I'll give you Illinois and Air Force. What about it? I just, no, no, we already, you know how pizza bets go. You're just picking a game. You gotta, don't you have to tell me? No, no, Illinois and Air Force. There's, no, there's nothing behind it. Take it or leave it. Does anybody really care about that game outside of Illinois and uh, Colorado? No. Well, I guess the people in Iowa City do. Um, Illinois and Air Force. Well, I know Air Force is pretty good. Yeah, they're playing in Nevada. Um, they got whomped last week by uh, – was it last week by Army? Yeah, well – Oh, I forgot. We left UConn off the slate today, Uncle Dave. I apologize. Isn't it Air Force in Nevada? That's what I said. I said Nevada's pretty good, too. You said Illinois. No, Illinois – no. Air Force is my first pizza bet against Nevada. Illinois is my second pizza bet against Iowa. Ah, I got you. Well, then I'll take Nevada. <laughs> okay, perfect. 
you know, that's going to end up being the square side because like 89% of the money is on Air Force. And uh, yeah, it's a week two at Pinnacle, one and a half. Most other places stayed one and a half. Total coming down. Probably a last possession game. I'll take the home team. Yeah, I'll take Nevada. All right. What are we what are we betting on it? I don't know. Your PXG hat? Not a lot, because you've obviously done a lot of work and I have. I have not. Uh, Illinois and Iowa. Yeah. I'm on I'm on the Illini. Yeah, well, that's like uh maybe what a total of 38, 38 and a half. Something like that. Um and you want to give me 13 points? Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take the Iowa, uh, Illinois team total under. What is that? Uh, you got to make me look. It's going to be like 13 and a half. Um, it is 13 and a half. <laughs> I could do this for a living, I swear. Oh, you think they're going to get in the, in the end zone twice? I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm just off Iowa. I don't know. They've soured me. Uh, you want the rest of them? Yeah, they're here to listen to you, not me. Oh, please. Um, 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 you know, you know, Circa is still giving me 16 points if I want to take Maryland. And yet, as you'd expect, most of the money's on Michigan. You're on Tugabaloa, huh? Yeah, I might, I might just have to take Maryland. You know, Pinnacle's 14 and a half. I can get 14 and a half. I'll take Maryland. Um, what else we got going on here? Agaboloa has a case of the pick sixes sometimes. Yeah, well, he won't if I bet on him. He'll What's the chances he's better than his brother? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I don't think his brother's that good, but. I'm starting to think that Bill Belichick pays assistance to leave the Patriots and just sabotage other franchises. Whatever works, you know, you do it until you get caught. I mean, yeah. I've been saying that about every Patriot scandal for two decades. I understand. Um, lots of money going on FSU fading Boston College. Um, not sure I agree with that. Um, I would, uh, you know, I don't think FSU is back. Um, Boston College is a tough place to play. You know, that's a, I think that stadium holds about 30,000 seats, and I think it's metal bleachers. Um, so, you know, I don't know what the weather is in Boston this weekend, but it's not going to be as nice as it is in Tallahassee. Uh, so I could be convinced to take uh, Boston College. Um, let's go down the rotation here and see if there's anything else that sticks out uh, dramatically. Well, news-wise, I'll fill in the blanks. I heard a little rumor about Lincoln Riley in LSU. And then I also heard, um, oh, what's his name at Michigan State? They're trying to give him $90 million. Uh, I saw that, and then I saw, well, if he's worth $90 million, what's Saban worth? Yeah, well, I think it's over the course of 10 years or something like that, which you're right. Still, um, you know, I don't see a lot else out there, my friend. Um, well, we got to find a late-night bailout game. Um, yeah, do a real late one. Yeah, I know. Do you want Colorado and Colorado State and Hawaii? Yeah, we, we, love, we love the Rainbow Warriors. Um, yeah, well, if they're getting points at home, we kind of have to take them. Yeah, travel is such a big, big deal there. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the market likes Wyoming. That's an 8 p.m. Eastern start, uh, Utah State. Um, they were getting six and a half. It's down to six, down to five. I, 
I think that game is going to be low scoring, so I could totally get behind taking the points there. Um, you know, I don't see a whole lot other. I mean, we talked about a lot of the games that I would say are are sort of sharp square I might do. I mean, you know, the Iowa State-Oklahoma game, there's, you know, people L-O-V-E, Iowa State in that game for sure. The other thing is, and I want to mention this game, it's not really a pizza batter or whatnot, and it could have been easily put on the slate, but a lot of people are going to be watching Michigan State and uh, uh, Ohio State. Uh, I think the spread's at 19. I mean, how? I, first of all, how do you not take Michigan State? And I know how because that's the wrong side. Yeah, I don't know. I I told you I don't like that conference to begin with. So. I get you. I get you. I get you. Uh, okay, I did find one more. It's a medium late night bailout Cal and Stanford. Um, I will, I will take Stanford because they have just totally pounded money onto them and uh, too much to ignore. I think you can still get plus one and a half with Stanford at home. Um, I, I, I think, you know, they rebound after last week and I just don't think Cal really should be road favorites to anyone. Yeah. Well, I agree there. Um, Stanford is always up and down as well. And, I'm blanking. Remind me of the gentleman's, uh, the head coach's name there at Stanford. David Shaw. Yeah, David Shaw. Big consideration for that uh, Las Vegas Raiders job. He was an assistant in the past. And uh, not that Stanford soured on him, but um, it could be time to move on, just a different face. Yeah, I don't know if I would want, you know, that, that would be like from one end of the spectrum to the other, going from Stanford, which is, you know, upper, uppity, academic, do everything right. Uh, to the Raiders, no matter where they are, but now in Las Vegas with all the temptations. Listen, um, Raiders have a lot of class, okay? Um, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, that would be a, I don't know if I were David Shaw, like if I was like a super Christian kind of guy, I would, I would take that job. Well, you got to do the Lord's work, Uncle Dave, and the Lord did, or Jesus did not sit up on, on a throne when he came down. He well, I guess he's murdered he, an adulterer. He did say you need to convert people to Christianity. So, on the other hand, it could be a huge opportunity for him in Vegas. Yes, be the salt of the earth. But uh, we'll wrap this, Uncle Dave. Once again, great stuff, free content. Guys, please don't forget to go over to bettingpredators.com. You're going to find picks, fantasy advice, daily fantasy, season long, uh, tons of props. Uh, the Mad Journalist, Sleepy, tons of others are doing amazing work over there. Um, it's really, really high-level people putting out really, really high-level content. They do have free and premium content. And again, if you want to support Uncle Dave, he does this for you guys for free. You can do two things. One, please go follow his Twitter account. Interact with him on Twitter. He puts out free play videos almost daily. Not only do you get some great free plays, you also see a large quantity of golf hats, polos. Um, I mean, this guy is dressed to the T daily. Tons of money. Tons of it goes into his wardrobe. So you get to see, put a face to the name with Uncle Dave. But also please go visit him at pregame.com where he sells daily pre, uh, premium picks as well as season long. Um, go over there and support him because uh, it is really, really good stuff. Guys, you can find me on Twitter at CoachJRod1. You can find Uncle Dave at Dave underscore Essler. Dave, any final thoughts? No, it, it, my final thought, it's not final because we still have to record a basketball. 
thank you for plugging that. I will let you know that right after this, we are recording Thursday. Hopefully we get both of them out today. But guys, starting this week and moving every week forward, um, if you're into college basketball or if you're just into wagering and you want some great content, uh, we are going to be doing some uh, short mini podcasts uh, on college basketball. And that's going to start um, around the same time this pod's coming out. So if you're listening now, be sure to look for that. Um, it's going to be mostly Uncle Dave. That's uh, one of his expertise, and I'll just be riding along because, uh, you know, uh, w- when you take so many DNA tests, you get the free stuff as well. Isn't that right, Uncle Dave? Um, you know, it is. It's a sad fact of life that I have to concede to you. Perfect. Well, we can't wait. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners so much. Please like and share the pods with your friends. We want to grow this uh, much bigger than it is now, but we do appreciate our current listeners. Uh, And uh, good luck to everybody, and we will see you next week.